Hello and welcome to the Age of Light podcast. I'm your host, Darlene, a certified coach and hypnotist that is dedicated to supporting you as you reignite your fire. Together, we will cover topics from well-being and spirituality to confidence and business. Get ready to be activated and receive your permission slip to be authentically you and live beyond limits. So let's shake up your belief system and step through the portal of possibilities. Be warned, this podcast will lift your vibration. Hello and welcome back to the podcast and help me welcome Lisa into the space. I had a wonderful conversation with her. I actually found her through my local yoga studio and she hosted a beautiful event that I went to at the beginning of autumn that really helped me understand more about seasonal living and I highly recommend to check out her content. She's absolutely lovely. So yeah, let's jump right in. Hello and welcome Lisa Swiatek onto the podcast. How are you? Hi Darlene. Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on this podcast. Um, just to give you a little bit of a background, the all of you that are listening, um, I found Lisa through my local yoga studio who was hosting, the, who was giving her the space for a an autumn event, an autumn retreat event that I went to and I absolutely loved it. And um, yeah, so I wanted Lisa to come on here today. <laughs> Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? What could you tell us a little bit about your journey? We're going to go straight in. <laughs> yeah, of course. So I'm Lisa and I run a company called Grow With Solace. And that's all based around seasonal living and helping people to connect with nature to improve their mental health, their well-being. And I found that during the last couple of years, people have been drawn to spend more time outside. People have been gardening and going on walks. And I think it's really sort of interesting how people are being drawn to connect with nature again. And we used to be so connected with nature. So I talk about seasonal living quite a lot. And what you see happening outside in nature is mirrored within us too. So for example, in spring, you see trees that are um, growing leaves and, and buds and um, sort of becoming more um, outward focused. And then in summer, everything blooms and it's really active and really colorful and loud and proud and it's, um, it's warm and it's bright. And then in autumn, things slowly start to die back again. And then the trees start to drop the leaves and um, get ready for winter. And then in winter, the trees are dormant and they're resting. And what you don't see is that they're taking nutrients up um, from the soil into the roots. So that again, they can put on the show in spring and summer. And that's what we instinctively um, should be doing as humans so in the in, in olden times that's what we would have done because our jobs would have been outside we would have worked cyclically with the seasons and um, so we would be um, more productive in spring and summer and then we'd rest as we get less light and sunshine mm. so and what that happens is because we live modern lives today um, we kind of go against that natural urge inside of us and we bypass that so we use 
natural we use sunlight uh, sorry we use uh, electric lighting and heating and we're sedentary and we spend a lot of time on screens um and we you know we might live in places where you don't um, you don't follow the seasons naturally because we live in houses and we live in towns and things like that. So um, that means we're kind of bypassing our natural instincts. And that's when we can tend to get tired and we can get um, mental health problems. We can get anxiety, depression. Um, we can feel exhausted and overwhelmed. And that's because we're overriding that natural urge within us so what i'm aiming to do with my work is just to reconnect people with with the seasons and try and teach them how um what the seasons are inviting us to do and so that people can learn more about that and i guess reconnect to it because we know this stuff inherently um and then just try and bring the seasonal living into into our lives um and sometimes that can be in big ways and sometimes it can be in really small ways but it's my belief that if we do follow the seasons and cycles of of nature then that improves our well-being mental health and helps us find more joy mm -hmm. wow no i agree with everything that you said and it was very eye-opening when i went to your um day retreat um because i'd never well i feel like lockdown has opened a lot of doors for a lot of people and reconnected yeah a lot of us because there was nowhere to go but outside um for a long time the only thing that you could do instead of going into town was going for walks and nature and catching up with people outside because you couldn't be indoors with people um yeah. so i think that made people slow down a lot i i remember personally when lockdown was starting it was nearly springtime because it was the beginning it was the end of march so it would have been just about springtime um, and I remember sitting at our windowsill in the flat that we were living in and you could see all the trees starting to bloom and all the birds and the, the noises, the song, the, the sun getting stronger. And I remember being like, wow, has this always like happened every year? Like <laughs> that not as in how the seasons change every year, but I noticed the detail of what was happening and unfolding and the same happened throughout the summer where I thought, wow, um, I didn't notice that, you know, what this was when things changed. It just kind of happened. Um, so, yeah, I think that definitely did a lot for a lot of people, especially in the UK. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what piqued my interest in all of this. I mean, I've always been really interested in the seasons and gardening and um, eating foods and using herbs and essential oils because um, there's different ones that support you in each of the seasons. But it was lockdown that really... Um, really piqued my interest in all of this and that's when I started to, to do a lot of research and speaking to people and I guess what I don't want to do is everybody to forget all the good stuff that we learned through lockdown and spending so much time in nature because I think a lot of us um, kind of look back fondly on some aspects of lockdown I know it was tricky for people in, in a lot of ways but actually I think everybody found something in being outside and I guess being a bit more connected to, to the seasons and what's going on outside and so I'm hoping that I can continue spreading the message so people don't forget and go back to how how we used to be. Mm -hmm. No definitely I mean I think 
like the work that you do is really important like especially the little work that like the workshop that i went to i remember seeing it on there on the yoga yoga instagram and i was like oh my gosh this is perfect this is the perfect time um and i think we need those little stops sometimes to pull us out of this busy busy reality to kind of bring ourselves back to oh actually you know yes i miss this but i can still have that back and it's okay to want to rest and sit in a room where everybody can agree that that's what we want um so yeah i really love that <laughs> was there like a, a big pivot point i mean i know that you said that it was kind of in lockdown that you started drawing towards this work but was, was there like a, a big pivot point or something that happened in your life where you were like i need this um or not even just the the seasonal work but in general like the the coaching work that you do yeah so I guess it felt felt quite natural for me so in lockdown I had just had my second child um so he was three months old when we went into lockdown wow. so I found some aspects of of it quite difficult because my elder daughter was then at home with us and a lot of the the child care fell to me because I was already off mm. and um so I did experience parental burnout um, and I do talk about that quite a lot. So people, if they have a look on my website and socials, you'll see I talk about that too. Um, and I was diagnosed with postnatal depression. And so as a way to, to help myself, I really, really connected with nature and the seasons and used that to help me boost my well-being and get through that, that difficult time. Um, I also took herbal medication as well to to help me um, to get through. So again, I think just um, yeah through various different means um, of of seasonal living that really really helped me. And you know it's something that I keep up today to to help me feel good and well. Mm, wow. Yeah. I think, no. I think as well just to add. Um, so my, my background, so my career is in corporate learning and development and coaching. So that's what I do. I, I train people and I coach people, but it tends to be uh, based on things like career and leadership. And I still do elements of that. Um, so I, I've sort of brought together my sort of corporate career experience with actually my passion and, and what I love doing so um so that's why I still do workshops and training and coaching but it's on the stuff that I really love which is well-being seasonal living nature connection mm, oh I love that you get to combine the two um yeah. I think definitely herbal medicine I think is a big part that I'm personally currently ooh, nearly knocked my tea into my lap um <laughs> Um, that I'm personally looking at right now to kind of support um, this fogginess that I experienced during winter because, um, you know, like yourself, I'm working a nine to five job in the week and like coming back to kind of what we were talking about before our press record um, in the winter where you just kind of want to hibernate and your body wants to withdraw and not be around an office filled with people or in front of screens the whole day. I found it so hard to focus, so hard. Um, but I've also felt that not everyone understands that because we live in a world where, um, you know, these systems aren't designed cyclically. They're designed in a way to keep going, um, constantly 
24 7 as if nothing around us is actually changing um so i found it definitely hard to keep up with that and i've been i literally ran into holland and barrett yesterday and <laughs> spoke to someone i was like hi can i please get some um can you just show me what i can do in order to increase my focus or just to help me like basically not feel so fatigued and drained all the time um and yeah it's it's something that i i personally didn't really think about herbal medicines before because it's so westernized like a lot of the stuff um the, a lot of the solutions are so based on painkillers or you know something very in a quick easy fix rather than relying on the medicine of nature in that sense yeah i think um you know there's, there's absolutely a place for for medication um and you know painkillers and, and all those things you just talked about but plant medicine you can either use it on its own or you can use it alongside some of those other you know traditional things that you might be prescribed by the gp yeah. and they just help give you a little boost and, and support you um there's you know all different kinds there's really strong ones there's ones that are a bit more gentle but i think it's just having the awareness that actually if you feel fatigued and you feel overwhelmed and you feel burnt out at this time of year that's normal and it's natural and this is how we we should be feeling now so just having that awareness that actually there's nothing wrong with you this mm -hmm. is how we're designed to feel and i totally get that we live in society in a world that we are required to be switched on more than we might like to be and you know we're working in uh, corporate systems so i think it's just having that awareness and trying to build in um small pockets of time in your day where you can take a rest where you can be in nature where you can be still things like meditation and gentle yoga um are really good for autumn and winter even just um, gentle stretching and walking it doesn't need to be really um high energy um sort of movement and, and things during this time of year and um, food as well eating seasonally can really help support you so there's lots of different things you can do to to help support you um depending on on what the season is mm -hmm. yeah I, I love the idea as well um not the idea but that it's so relevant like what we put into our bodies at this time or through each season to connect more to these cycles and the funny thing is like the more that i think about this is like a a full circle <laughs> because um we live in cycles as women there's moon cycles the whole world is going through a cycle everything is a cycle we go through cycles of ups and downs and um but it's so interesting that somehow some time ago us humans were like no we're not going to follow the cycle anymore we're going to break the cycle and we're going to all of us collectively um just work as if nothing is changing around us and disconnect ourselves so much from what's actually going on yeah what yeah, absolutely and um and you know i mean i still i still work in an office i'm still a parent and you know i still do the the nine to five thing and um, so it's you know th there are people that are completely that have completely broken away from um from the world we're living in and you know really immersing themselves into seasonal living i think my approach is 
to to bring a, a bit of that into our days to help support us because you know not all of us can um just go and live in the woods i mean that would be really nice yeah. <laughs> But the reality is we, we live in the world that we live in and, um, you know, we need to work, we need to parent and, and things. But there, there are lots of ways that we can we can support ourselves. And seasonal living is just one part, um, you know, but I, I find that living in this way as much as I can is, is really helpful. And the thing with seasonal eating is um, you eat what's in season at the, the time um, for where you live because that means the food's got the most nutritional value and there's less air miles and it tastes better um, when you eat it in season. And it helps you to, I guess, just, you know, eat different things at different times of year and switch things up, get a bit of variety. Um, but also, I guess it's just important to say that within that, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're eating like super healthy stuff all the time it means that you're eating really nourishing things and whatever you need at that particular time so when you mentioned before about women having menstrual cycles there'll be different things that you crave during your menstrual cycle um and you know it's about embracing giving yourself what you need if you need comfort if you need nourishment if you need um you know to eat carbs or chocolate or whatever that is Go and, go and do it but try and eat the I guess the best um you know the best quality that you can afford mm. and don't beat yourself up if you want to go and eat you know a huge chocolate brownie that's just what you need right now and one thing I quite like to do is ask myself what's the kindest thing I can do for my body right now and sometimes that's eating something really not good for you in inverted commas and sometimes that's actually I'm going to I'm going to have a smoothie or I'm going to do, do something else because that's what I feel I need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. No, it's it's so important. Um, I love I love the idea of eating seasonally so much. Um, I mean, I don't currently eat super seasonally, but because um, I'm on this um, box service that's called the Odd Box and they rescue wonky veg across the world. So it's not necessarily seasonally, but um um, it's still something, something different, but I love um, receiving veggies that I would never pick up, like usually in the supermarket. Like I made such a lovely soup yesterday with some of the veg when it was coming to an end. Um, and it just makes me feel all like, oh, it's so nice to put something together. Um, yeah. But I also, I like, well, I've, I've done a little bit of foraging this year to connect a little bit more deeply, but especially when it comes to mushrooms and stuff like that, I'm very like, I'll, I'll look at them and I'll figure out what they are, but I'm not going to pick them because I'm not too sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, foraging, I love foraging. My kids love foraging. Um, it's really nice when they're out and they're, they're identifying things. Um, yeah. It's something I really want to instill within them and, you know, they, they love being outside. Um, but you know, there's there's really simple ways that you can forage, and there's things that are really easy to identify. So what I'd say is just start small with the easy stuff. I do share um online, you know, things that you can forage, and and with mushrooms as well. I mean, I'm the same. I I try to be careful. Um, but what I try and do is I have two or three books that I take out with me 
and I'll try and identify something using the three books. And if I'm really sure what it is, yeah. um, then I'll then I'll pick it and eat it. And if not, I'll I'll leave it be. Um, but actually, even foraging with your eyes, if you even if you're not picking things and bringing them home to eat, um, you can still forage for things and just notice what's out and what's around you. Yeah, no, it's interesting because I did a whole walk. I think it took me about three hours and it's like a 30 minute route. But um, I had I bought like some pocketbooks of like mushrooms and foraging because I over the summer, well, over last year, I picked so much wild garlic because I found this whole corner where it's just filled with wild. And I had no idea what it was, but I was every time I walked past it, I was like taking some home. Um, and then I, I honestly, I still have some frozen blackberries i had buckets of blackberries i would just keep going back and picking them and i love them because i love blackberries and um there's there's no better feeling than i think standing somewhere for um, i don't know half an hour or something and just consciously like letting your thoughts run and just kind of picking this and knowing that you've picked it yourself and taking it home and making something with it um but there was this walk, sorry, going back to the walk that I was mentioning on, I was looking at every mushroom that I could find and I had no idea that that's how many were around me. Like usually I would just go straight through and it just makes you stop and really look for for those things. And I think it's such a mindfulness thing as well to really yeah. notice what's around you when you're paying attention. Yeah, I was just about to say it helps you be really mindful mm -hmm. Um and you know tapping into your five senses is a really brilliant way to, to help you boost your well-being um it helps you because you you're focusing on something and you're using all those five senses it helps you switch off your mind um you know a lot of us overthink a lot of us have got anxiety it just helps you switch your focus um so that you are gazing at something else and then it, it kind of flips you into a different brain wave frequency um and that helps you to find calm and it helps you to um, be more creative and have different ideas so just being outside and one of the things I really love to do especially if I have been inside for a lot of the day is I'll go on a walk where I can look right out at the horizon and then look up into the sky um, I it's really simple just look up and out um, and it just helps you I guess connect with something much bigger than I suppose the the tunnel vision we, we sometimes get sort of when we're working and when we're at our homes we um we're, we're in these boxes aren't we you've got um you know a computer screen that's a box and then you've got a tv that's a box and your phone's a box and your house is a box and your bed's a box and mm -hmm. a lot of our gardens are box shaped <laughs> it just helps you to um yeah just kind of expand your view and sort of take in something greater mm -hmm. no 100 percent um yeah, I, one of the things that I always remember, I used to go to, I used to, I grew up in Portugal, so most of our summers, like we would, um, I always, I still remember it so clearly and I, I still love doing it, is when you lie down on the ground, whether it's at the beach or in a field of grass, just the different sounds and the different perspective from lying down and looking up at the sky or looking at such a different angle, um, there's just something so calming about it because I just remember hearing people from so far away, but it was like, I, I can't describe it. I don't know if anyone knows what I mean, but um, it's like such a different sound and such a different feeling to be so close to the earth. 
yeah, it's um, it just really invokes your senses, and it's a different sensory experience to what we what we do every day. Um, and you know, being close to the earth or walking with bare feet is really grounding. It's some people call it earthing, um, and again, that can be really nice because it sort of um, again, it's a sensory experience, but it helps you connect with the like the vibrations of the earth and the frequencies. Um, and that can help you find calm and, and relaxation. Mm. Um, I think actually kids, kids do this stuff so well. Um, you know, kids play and they explore and they find joy and wonder in everything. And I think actually it was having having my children that really helped me see see the world through their eyes and I guess reminded me of the wonder in everything and looking for the joys in every day and you know the light coming through the window and just teeny tiny things um and when I didn't feel very well when I had my postnatal depression I noticed that I I just struggled to find joy in things that I normally would and um I I whistle a lot um I'm just I'm always whistling a tune and I and I stopped whistling and I didn't realize until I started to feel better and I was like oh gosh I'm I'm whistling again and um, so one of the things I try and do is find the joys in nature every day. You know, there's lots of them when you, when you really pay attention. And that just helps give me a boost and keeps me feeling feeling really good because um, I don't want to lose that joy again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's interesting because I but basically, um, I think I mentioned this some other time to someone else as well but I, I i was lucky enough to grow up um on the countryside in portugal so for me it was a very very big culture shock to um move over here because i was honestly for like the whole time that i lived there i was running around barefoot and i still can hear my mom say why are you barefoot um <laughs> because i was just running around like that i remember we would run through the fields and we would run like through a really big field to get to our best friend's house, me and my sister, um, as in we, me and my sister. And um, every single day that we would come back, my mom would always um, like just make us lift our arms and she would check us for ticks because we were just like constantly outside. Yeah. <laughs> we were playing constantly in the dirt. We would come home like just covered in dust. We were um, sliding down the hill with cardboard boxes because it was really dry and stuff like that. So I grew up like that. I grew up earthing like every day. I didn't know that I was doing it, but I felt so much joy in digging in the dirt and just rolling around in the dust, whatever. Um, and um, when I came over here, it was obviously very different. Um, but um, over time, I, I still love doing it so much. And it's such a connecting thing for me um i remember in lockdown when everyone was going on walks i never had any shoes on i was just like screw it i just i want to like i am because we lived in a flat as well we didn't have a garden to sit in it was like i'm gonna make the most of this i don't care how many pebbles there are here or how much mud i am going to walk through this barefoot and some people were obviously like what is she doing and i'm just like <laughs> i am having the time of my life because i yeah. finally get to take off my shoes um and there was this time actually that i would but every day before work i would go downstairs in front of the building we had this little patch of grass and just sit there for a few minutes and yeah. imagine myself rooting down into the ground and um as you say like as kids i think it's so easy for us to run around and not care 
And I keep coming back to that version of me when I feel super disconnected. I'm like, well, but she didn't mind that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's so important. Yeah, definitely. And there's lots of ways that we can build, build those practices into our day. You know, even if it's two minutes, five minutes, go and walk around the garden, go and get some sun on your face and, um, you know, go and get your feet in the, in the sand, in the dirt, in the grass. Um, it really does. Yeah, it's just it's such a nice experience and it's important to, to remember. Um, and also, I guess, just whilst I'm talking, I think being outside and aware of the elements more, you see all different kinds of weathers. So there's, you know, there's sun, there's rain, there's storms, there's, you know, the whole the whole range. And I think that helps you connect with the emotions within you as well. So a lot of us um, can just chase the happiness and the joy and try and push away the more challenging feelings. But actually, there is no good or bad weather. It's just weather. And there is no good and bad emotion. They're just emotions and they're all welcome and they're all relevant. Um, so I think just being outside in the elements and you know, going outside in the rain, going outside in, in the storm helps you build resilience and just be aware that actually things are not always nice and um, mm. comfortable but actually that's you know that's just what life is mm -hmm. yeah no absolutely um one thing i love doing in the rain that i highly recommend is just putting on some pair a pair of wellies or whatever and just jumping into puddles like you're a five-year-old because i think yeah. that makes me it always brings me so much joy um yeah, it's the, just the funnest thing to do, um, to come back to to just being a child. Yeah, absolutely. Anything like that um, is just, yeah, just lots of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, it makes me so happy. It makes me just smile just like thinking about it. It, it makes me so happy to do um, those little things as if, yeah, as if, as if you're a little kid. Um, yeah, it's just so much. It's that wonderment that you were talking about. It's like you just see everything so differently and um, your mind is kind of able to just look at things with brand new eyes, but in a much more joyful and playful way. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. So, so what is one thing out of all the practices that you do that you will always come back to and that you will never stop doing one thing that supported you the most that you're like this is the thing wow i'm not sure if i can just choose one <laughs> <laughs> or a couple yeah i think um, i think some of the things i always come back to yoga and and included in that you know breath work and um meditation um, I love doing, I've done that since since I was a teenager. I started doing yoga and I always come back to. Um, and journaling is something that I really got into um, in the last couple of years. So writing, yeah, just writing and getting things out of my head and, you know, journaling on different questions. So I know in the workshop you came to um, and some of the other things I do, I've um, use journal prompts and people can just connect with um, questions. Usually I use um, different journal prompts depending on which season we're in. Um, and I've, I've really got into cold water swimming um, in the last couple of years as well. And that really helps you connect with the season because obviously the water temperature and the um, even just the walk up to where we, where we go and do cold water swimming 
um, changes with the seasons mm. and there's no better way to connect your mind and body together and switch off a, a, a busy mind because all you can think about is the water and how cold it is um so yeah I think I think that's one that I'll definitely definitely keep up because I found it helps me so 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 much just mentally and well-being and uh, there's a little group of us that go up and I think just that community and that connection is really important and again you know one of the things one of the other things that we do when we live the like modern lives is lose that connection with other people because we live um some, you know some of us are quite isolated some of us have not got big communities to connect with and I think that's really important as well mm, no 100 percent um what would you say to someone who is really struggling with this winter season because I know quite a few people um that are having a hard time what, what would you say what should be or what could be their main focus right now to get out of that slump I think making sure that you get natural daylight where you can. So a lot of people struggle with it being dark when you leave the house and dark when you come home. So if there's ways you can get natural daylight, um, maybe at lunchtime and just go for a walk, that can really help. Making sure you rest and you tune into that need to to slow down and to hibernate and to get a bit more sleep, um, rather than fight it and just you know keep busy and distracting yourself with all the things that we distract ourselves with, um, you know just tune in and and let yourself slow down and and do things differently, um, making sure that you're keeping well hydrated like I can't speak enough for making sure you're keeping your your hydration up so that could be water it could be herbal teas maybe ditching the caffeine um a lot of people will turn to caffeine to help them through autumn and winter but actually it's probably not the best thing um for your system mm. um, eating um well where you can you know so what I'm a big fan of is rather than cutting things out of your diet what can you add into the things you're already eating? You don't need to, you know, go on a go on a diet or um, you know, follow a fad or anything. It could be as simple as adding seeds and nuts and dried fruits to the things that you're already having. Maybe mm. introduce a side salad or switch to comforting soups and things like that. Um, so just really think about what you're putting into your body. And if you are really struggling, um, I think you know you're not alone. A lot of people feel that as well so share that with someone you can either, you can either journal and just do a brain dump of how you're feeling but actually sharing that with loved ones or with friends or with a, a professional um so mm. I, I i guess i've talked more about the workshops and the retreats that i run during this conversation but i offer well-being coaching too which looks at you know all different aspects of life and where you are in your life season and where you are in the season outside mm -hmm. and so that can help or a counsellor a therapist your gp if you feel like you're struggling and you're you're worried about yourself um i think would be would be my advice mm -hmm. yeah no absolutely i was going to say um definitely checking out your workshops in the north um or if you're somewhere else looking for things that are based in your area um because i mean people are turning more and more to people that can help you ground back down in the sense and reconnect with your 
spirituality or nature. Um, and there's many of us out there. There's many of us out there across the country, across the world. Um, and sometimes it might take a little while to find those spaces. But the moment you start looking, they also kind of find you because I, for me, it kind of works in that way. It's kind of like, I remember trying to look for something that I could do. Um, and then I found your workshop, like, well, it popped up and I didn't even like expect it. I wasn't looking for it, but I was like, kind of in a way in my head, like being like, oh, I, I want to find something in the area. And then it was literally up the road for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there, yeah, there's stuff everywhere. Um, and if you if you do use social media um, just looking at the hashtag seasonal living or, you know, seasonal well-being, there's lots of things that will come up. Um, in fact, when you asked me before about what people can do to help themselves in in the winter if they if they're feeling the effects, is just think about how much time you're spending on screens as well, because um, that can really impact our the way our brains function and actually the way we sleep too. Um, I've got a blog post on ten ways to improve your sleep, um, and one of the one of the things in that is to you know try and limit your screen time and especially before bed you know mm. I, I feel like everybody should always know about that but don't always do it and and I don't either I mean I'm sat here talking about all these ideal practices and seasonal living and I, I don't do them all myself I try to as much as I possibly can um, mm. and I notice that when I don't do them as much it definitely affects my uh, my mood and my ability to cope and then I get a little kick up the bum to carry on doing the things I know help yeah no 100 um yeah I'm guilty of that too um we're all perfectly imperfect yeah yeah no 100 absolutely um but yeah I definitely recommend looking for for spaces or joining Lisa's workshops um I mean even women's circles as well I'm doing one in Leeds this weekend uh, women's circles are people circles there's spaces for everyone um, just anywhere where you could feel safe to maybe explore what you're going through. And I guess it's it's about finding people who can just say, hey, you're not crazy for feeling this way because I feel that way too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I've been speaking to quite a few people recently who feel like they're going through a transition. Um, mm. So for example, they, they don't feel like they're who they used to be anymore and they're exploring maybe who they're becoming so some of the friendship groups they um currently spend time in maybe don't get the new version of them or you know the new interests so I think going along to events and circles and, and things like that can help you I guess feel safe and seen and heard with people who may have similar interests to you and then you can forge those connections then um or at least spend the time that you're you're at one of the events you know it's kind of like taking a, a big sigh out and a deep breath that actually there's other people who who are interested in this stuff too 100 mm percent. -hmm. i mean that's exactly how i made my friends like years ago when i joined my first circle um and i yeah i, I was able to find some people that i really resonated with um yeah no thank you Thank you so much for sharing what you shared. Um, is there, what, what do you kind of, at the moment, the way that your life is at the moment, um, what do you love the most about it? What are you happiest about right now? About life, generally. Yeah. 
general? Yeah. Um, I think actually doing this, you know, what I do with uh, with Grow with Solace and helping people to to connect with nature and learn about seasonal living it's what I'm really passionate about it's what I love talking about I, I would do it for free and um, mm. you know I just want to spread the word so I'm really glad that I've found this thing that I can do and and it, and it's mine it's not my corporate job and it's not um you know it's kind of away from the the family and um, it feels like my little thing and the more I speak to people about it and the more I run workshops um you know a lot of people say gosh it really resonated with me and you know it makes so much sense and that's because we we know all this stuff already and um and then I get people messaging me quite a lot saying, you know, what you said really resonated with me and I've I've done this since and I've um, been doing this practice that you recommended or, you know, I've been using these herbs and it just fills me with a lot of joy and I, I feel like I've found my purpose with it. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like that's probably the, the, best, the best bit right now is that I've found my thing that I just want to spread the message up with. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I think um I think as well really teaching my my two kids um you know about seasonal living I mean not that I say to them hey kids we learn about seasonal living now but you know we spend a lot of time outside we we grow fruit and vegetables we go foraging um we go for walks um even they kind of observe what's going on in nature because me and my husband talk to them about it quite a lot and I think that's just really nice to see and I feel really proud if they you know see something in nature and they identify it you know there's blackberries there and they'll just go and pick them or um there's quite a lot of um bilberries where we live or some some people call them windberries depending on where you're from and they'll just you know find a big patch and they run over and they're picking them and eating them and then they've got bright blue tongs and um, yeah i just really really love that and i'm hoping that will set them up for for a, a bright future where they you know they've got other interests outside of academia and school and um you know the the world which we live in mm, yeah no I would love to have learned much more about this in school um yeah I think there's such a I mean I think there there is definitely space for change there's definitely change coming I think um because we're all craving something so much more natural like most of us are really rooting for, to coming back to the basics rather than overcomplicating it um but yeah i can only imagine um i mean i'm not a mother myself but i can only imagine that because i think about that as well like if i have kids one day like the joy of being able to pass that knowledge on and showing them you know there is a different way to doing things than then maybe you will be shown and these other systematic places um, that might add something to your life that you feel like you need. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. And I think, you know, you can you can get into it whether you've got children or not, and there's so much to learn. I mean, I'm learning stuff every single day. I feel like I'm I'm only scratching the surface myself. Um, but yeah, it is, it's really, it's fascinating. And when you look at the science behind it and the neuroscience and and all the you know evidence if you're that way inclined um you know just being being in nature and all the healing benefits that has um it's really really profound yeah no definitely absolutely um 
Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I had like a little cabin somewhere in the woods where I could escape to every now and then, or go hibernating. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a busy it's a busy world we live in, and it can be like you said it like we spoke about already. It can be so difficult to to shut off in a time like this and the, the winter season, especially when we're recording this. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's actually. what you've just said there you know I wish I could go in in a cabin in the woods you know I get a craving for that and um, that's that's your instinct you know that's your gut feeling telling you what you need and a lot of people won't listen to that or and you know sometimes you can't listen to that you've got you've got things to do you can't just you know take yourself off but those little um whispers that you get try and listen to them where you can um so you know is there a way that you could spend a bit more time in the woods is there you know, the next holiday you go on, could it be something like a cabin in the woods? Um, we all get these, I guess, little whispers that um, it's, your, it's your intuition telling you what you need. Um, and I speak to a lot of people at the moment who are really busy, really overwhelmed, really stressed. And you'll tend to hear that little voice going, I just need a break. I just need a rest. I just need a holiday. If I could just get through this bit, I'll feel I'll feel better. And um, I think the more we can listen to those urges um, and connect with them, the more, um, yeah, the better it is for our, our health and well-being. And the more you, you'll tend to get more of that stuff as well because it's your intuition talking to you. When you start listening, it starts giving you more messages. <laughs> No, absolutely. I remember two years ago, uh, me and my partner had booked this cabin in the middle of nowhere. It's very, I found it, I find it very difficult to find something really remote in the UK, like away from everything and every, everyone. Um, but we found this beautiful cabin up in Scotland and we had it already unbooked. And then Scotland went back into lockdown. So we Oh had to no. cancel it. Um, and we've been trying to rebook it ever since. Um, but there's always been work stuff or this year has been a roller coaster as well. So we are aiming for the beginning of next year. We're like, we want to go there. Um, cause it's the kind of cabin where you have to cook your food outside. It's like literally just a little hut. and then a little gas hob on the outside of the hut. Um, and you're literally in the middle of a field with sheep and there's like a pond and everything. And like, that's like the dream <laughs> to just be. That sounds amazing. I'd like to go there. <laughs> I can send you the link though. It's a really, really lovely place. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's this craving. Like I've felt, I, I've had this thought every single winter, especially in the UK, Every single winter, I'm like, I wish I was in a cabin far away from everyone and everything, um, just by myself, just wintering. But obviously, you know, we do have jobs, um, so um, I can't do that for the full winter, but Yeah, I'll... but it's um, I suppose it's you know planning ahead where you can and, and planning in that time to do nothing, um, you know, so that time, you know, planning holidays where you can go away and get away from it all. Um, something I like to do is plan out, you know, half an hour, uh, sorry, half a day or a full day in my diary to do nothing. Otherwise, it will get filled, um, or you know, I might just decide what I want to do on the day and um, you know, see what I feel like doing. Um, but if I don't plan it in, it doesn't happen. So again, you know, I'm not advocating everybody kind of crams the diary full of stuff, but actually if you're a person who finds it hard to, to get those decent pockets of time, make sure you, you plan it into your diary because, you know, something else will always come in and, and take that space.
100% absolutely um yeah also one thing that came to mind is that if you do work a corporate job um really looking at the support that you can get from that corporate job because um I mean I'm very lucky the company that I work for they offer unlimited paid holidays so if I um I was able to just book a week off when I knew that I was really really exhausted and I was hitting a point where I wasn't really doing well with the transition transition into winter um but there's also sometimes mental health options like counselor sessions that you can have within the company um and I feel like sometimes people are very scared to ask for that support um but if it's there and you're struggling make use of it yeah, absolutely. And other things that um, some corporate organisations offer are mental health days, um, things like flexible working. So if you if you if you do struggle to get up in the morning, maybe start work a little bit later, or use a longer lunch time so you can get out and you know go on a decent walk and get a really good fix of of nature. Um, do that and yeah like you said counseling employee assistance programs there's there's lots of things out there um to make use of yeah no definitely um yeah absolutely i definitely highly highly recommend looking into those things i know it's more difficult in customer service um i've worked in there for a very long time um and in the stores and it can be hard to to do that but at the end of the day um I guess it's important to take the lead for yourself and to say to set a boundary there because yeah. if you're burnt out then there's there's you're already burnt out but if you know that you can prevent it by taking a day or two off um or taking doing those little things that we've just spoken about in this podcast um then that can really help and taking the initiative to do them yeah, definitely. And there's a phrase you've probably seen, which is, if you don't make time for your wellness, be prepared to make time for your illness. Yeah, 100%. Because you need to make sure you, you're looking after yourself um, and, you know, take that take that radical, you know, radical self-care, radical action. And like, exactly like you've just said, put boundaries in place um, because you, you and your mental health and well-being is more important than anything. It's more important than your job. I would even go as far as saying it's more important than than your family sometimes as well. Because if if you're not okay, then everyone else around you is likely uh, unlikely to be okay either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things where t time is a limited resource. We have limited time. We're never going to get the time that we spent worrying about X project and burning ourselves out trying to get it done back um but what we can be get back is money we can get back another job or we can get another job um and really kind of being wise with where you are leaking your time um where it really isn't benefiting you in any way and i get sometimes we have to you know work harder in certain areas but if we're doing the same thing for nine months and we're reaching burnout for for the fifth time then there is definitely something that needs to change yeah definitely and it's like you were saying before actually about medication you know if you reach a point where you're needing to take medication to uh, alleviate symptoms or to mask things 
Mm. Or you reach and burn out because the way you live your life is stressful and making you burn out. Then things like medication, things like self-care, you know, taking baths, going for walks, it's not going to help. You need to look at the root cause of the issue. And that's that's what you need to, to focus on, um, which is a, a whole a whole bigger topic and conversation yeah, no absolutely um yeah is there anything else that's kind of coming through for you where you're like i really want to speak on this or i would kick myself if i didn't say this i think probably just the last thing would be um if you for people that are you know busy and have have busy jobs and struggle to get that time out um you can find yourself so if you think if you think of um the fight or flight response so when you're feeling stressed your whole system is in a fight or flight response and it can be difficult to bring yourself back into uh, what's called rest and digest state um, so things like breath work and yoga and meditation and the things I do on on my workshops can help you bring yourself back into balance. And um, one of the things I talk about as well is energy management and um, like yin and yang seasons and trying to balance um, your energy and, and things, do different practices. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's really important for us to learn to slow down and learn to stop being busy and learn to do these things that bring your system back into a more regulated state because otherwise you will be stressed and eventually reach burnout and start getting ill and things like that unless you find ways to bring back that calm Mm -hmm. yeah no nature connection and seasonal living is one of the best ways for you for you to do that that's my point. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that it makes so much sense. Um, I find it bizarre how we've normalized having a cold. Um, like I know so many people that have a cold like the whole time, like all the time, but they're not they're not worried about it. They're just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, I'm always ill. Um, I find that so bizarre. Um, you know, that that's such a sign of how disconnected we are kind of from our body is literally screaming at us like hello there's something that you need looking at yeah i need to rest um and the thing is you know eventually if you keep overriding your body's need to rest and those signs that your body's giving you then it will just get worse and worse and worse and eventually you'll you know something else will happen and you you need to rest up even mm-hmm. more um so yeah yeah and and i think you know even even in our society you know, people who have colds won't stay at home and rest and then go into the office and spread the cold amongst everyone else as well. Um, and if they just took that little bit of time, you know, a day or two just to, to rest and get well, then that would, you know, be, be a good a good thing to do. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Um, well, thank you so much for everything that you've shared today. Um, my final question is just where can people find you and how can they work with you? Okay, so I have my seasonal well-being events. So I run um, half-day retreats. I run full-day retreats um, and that I come together with other well-being practitioners too on, on those days. So there's a, a range of different activities. And then I do the one-to-one um, well-being and seasonal living coaching. So if people want to find me, um, my website is 
grow with solace and that's g-r-o-w-w-i-t-h-s-o-l-i-s.com um on facebook i'm grow with solace and then on instagram it's solace underscore well-being mm-hmm. um so yeah people can get into i do run um in-person events and online events too um in person and online coaching so if people are nearby or they're far away, um, there's different options to suit everyone. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much for sharing that. I'm going to link all of that in the bio as well, um, if you didn't get that. And yeah, thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really nice to chat.